Oh my God, Kelly. Hey. Hi. What is up? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> well, that's boring. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask me what was up. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to know that's what That's what up. I'm doing. <laughs> You could have said that, okay? I'm, I'm recording a podcast. You're Kelly, you're not recording a podcast. You're recording uh, the first episode of our podcast. Oh my God, it's the first episode. It's the first one. This has been a long time coming. So long. Yeah. We've had a lot of <laughs> hurdles. <laughs> we have had a lot of hurdles and they've all been very entertaining, which is the best type of hurdle. Yeah. I mean, even today was a hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> so many hurdles. <laughs> If we didn't already have a name for our podcast, I would say hurdle should be in the description. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> scratch everything. <laughs> Burn that fucking sign down. <laughs> Just so you know, we have a sign in our studio. Yeah. It says Clover Club, not Hurdle Club. <laughs> it's very cute. It's so cute. It took us 10 years to make sure it was straight. <laughs> but we were willing to dedicate 11. <laughs> we, were, we were sweating our asses off trying to make sure this sign was straight. Yeah. And then we decided to take pictures in front of it after sweating. <laughs> so if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Clover Club Pod, and you'll see the documentation of today's strife. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Kelly, okay, this is a podcast. This is our podcast. This is our first podcast. And people are probably like, okay, I press play because they must know one of us at this point. Yeah. But let's explain to them how this came about. I'd love to. Okay. I thought you might. So all of last year, I was working with a business coach and she was like, I really think you should start a podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that at all. And so she's like, okay. And then a month later, she'd be like, yeah, I just want to revisit that podcast idea. And I was like, yeah, I have no interest in that. And she's she like, she followed up with you? Relentlessly. And wow. like, I know. Because here's why. I'm a hairdresser and I'm a business owner. So I own a gift shop and I still take a select list of clients, right? And in order to be a relevant person in business these days, there's this pressure to be on TikTok and to do these stupid fucking dances yeah. and like sell yourself out to create content. Yeah. And it just doesn't resonate with me. Like that's not me. I would rather make $1 a year being myself than a million dollars a year being some idiot. And no disrespect to people who do that. It's just, <laughs> I have a problem with being too honest, y'all. No, but I just, for it's not me. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it would come across as being inauthentic, but I really struggle with like, okay, if it isn't that, what is it? And so she's like, Erica, this could check a lot of boxes because you can really get brand awareness out there and just let people know who you are and what you stand for, but in a very authentic way. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I still don't want to do it though. Like you don't want to do TikTok dances. Correct. I will never. If you were like Erica, if you post this video of you doing a Celine Dion TikTok dance and you're definitely going to get $1,000 in sales today... I would be like, I'm okay. Like, the bills are paid. Like, I I'm would say, yep. <laughs> press play. <laughs> I'll learn it. I love it. Well, that's probably where your Gen Z youthfulness comes in handy. Because yeah. you're yeah. just way more open-minded and chill than me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that. I think <laughs> for me, I'm starting in my career as a producer. Mm -hmm. And social media to me is like a business card. Like, yeah. nobody hands you a business card these days in, yeah. in my circles and film and, and other things that I do. Yeah, um, it's a waste of paper. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah. people are always like, what's your Instagram? Yeah. Um, so I have a work reel on my Instagram that just highlights all of my work that I've had. 
That's normal. Yeah. Like, I think that sounds cool. Yeah. But I have to consistently post stuff about it, too, because I'm like, if these people aren't seeing that I'm working, then they're not going to hire me. I get that. It's kind of, yeah, it's annoying, but. Right? It just is I don't love it. See? (laughs) I think there's ways that you can do it and be authentic and true to yourself. I guess I just haven't found the way. But that is the origin. Or maybe you did. Or maybe maybe you're listening to the way right now, everybody. (laughs) But yeah, so she did make a good point. So essentially, she just kind of like hammered away at all of my reasons not to. And then conceptually, she got me there. But I was like, I don't want to fucking learn to edit a podcast. Like, yeah. But she was like, oh, funny you say that. There's this great software called da 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 and we can, it does this for you, and that's what we're using. And so she just hammered away at all of my reasons to not do this. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to look at this as a fun, creative outlet, and whatever comes from this will come. But I actually am now very stoked and excited. Shout out to this woman. Shout out to this woman. That's she crazy. is a, a bad bitch. Like, yeah. She is amazing. Um, I love how she got it in her mind for you to start a podcast, yeah. and, and then you started a podcast. <laughs> and then she won. <laughs> I know. She beat me down. I love it. I really do love it. No, I know. It's amazing. So when thinking about kind of the concept and how I wanted to structure the podcast, my main takeaway was as a hairdresser working behind the chair for, I bit well, I've been working in salons for almost 20 years now, which is a long fucking time. So I have heard and seen a lot of shit. And I have these amazing conversations behind the chair that I really want to share with people. And the ones that are worth listening to fall under two categories. The first category is a crazy fucking story. That story might be mine from one of my various vacations or just wild life activities. Or it may be from a client who is just doing something really fucking cool with their lives. So I didn't go to college. So my education and the whole framework of how I look at life and everything I know really has come through my work and through my clients. Yeah. So I always tell people I know a little bit about a lot. But if I don't know a lot about it, I definitely know the person to ask. So I just, over the year, have kind of collected all of these super fucking cool and interesting people. And I really want to give a platform for sharing those types of conversations where when I'm driving home from work after a long day, I'm like, wow, I had no idea that that was how vaccines were made. Or, you know what I mean? I've got a a client who's a landscape architect, which... I didn't know what it was. I thought that was a landscaper yeah. and that it was boring. Or not boring. I mean, I enjoy perceiving landscaped areas, but I didn't think there was interesting things behind it. But I was completely wrong about what a landscape architect is. And she has this way of talking about her work that makes you be like, I'm, I fucking care about this. Yeah. Like, I want to know why all of that sewage runoff goes into lower income areas. No, landscape architects are really passionate. Mm-hmm. This podcast, you're going to either hear each episode a crazy story, and maybe it'll be just Kelly and I chatting, and then sometimes we're also going to have guests. So each episode will be a little bit different. I'd say probably, what do you think, Kelly, like a 70-30 split of guests and no guests based on what we've talked about so far? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of guests lined up, but you also have a lot of stories <laughs> lined up. So I think really it'll just depend on kind of availability and then like, you know, yeah. All the all the details work. I think you're right. <laughs> so I think even meeting you, I feel like we should share that story because it all really yeah. did fall into place super nicely. Yeah, it did. So I I had gotten in my mind that I, I agreed to do this podcast, mm-hmm. but then the it was daunting to actually execute it. And I also didn't want to just be talking at people. Yeah. Uh, 
So Kelly found me on Instagram, found our shop on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, was looking for just kind of some supplemental work. And she came by the shop so I could meet her. And uh, I had just redone my website. And there was a tab up for the future podcast. And I was like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. And she was like, oh, my God, my dream is to produce a podcast. And I was like, oh, this is why she's here. She's supposed to produce this podcast. And that means I don't have to produce this podcast. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it was, was the first day we met, which yeah. is so insane. Clearly meant to be. And then I yeah. started getting to know you. And I was wearing pink that day. Oh my God. And you don't wear a lot of pink. I don't. It was, and it's literally the only day I've worn pink in the past like year. Yeah. I mean, it's meant was to be. Was when I met you. I, Erica's favorite color is pink and <laughs> black, but pink mostly. <laughs> black. So uh, then I was like, okay, great. I've got my podcast coming up. I've got my producer. And then I started like, getting to know Kelly and I was telling her just naturally, like, how was your weekend crazy stories? And I realized you were really good at being like, hold on, I have a question. And asking questions in ways that really drove the story in a good direction and like yeah. added kind of supplemental detail to things. I'm a, I'm a listener and a contributor. Correct. That's just who I am. That's just how she rolls, everybody. But yeah, and so then I was like, you want to just like be on this podcast? And then... And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not really how producing works. Like you don't necessarily <laughs> do that. And then Erica was like... Have you heard of Chelsea Handler? <laughs> My icon. She was like, her producer's on the podcast. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> so then I listened to a couple Chelsea Handler podcasts, which I hadn't before. Don't kill me, Erica. Never. But yeah, I realized what she was talking about. And I was like, dang, Erica's a great storyteller. But also, our conversations do go really well whenever we hang out and talk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it does make sense. <laughs> Look at us now. All right. So yeah, so here we are. We're Clover Clubbing. Episodes are going to come out once a week. And you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. I really just want the listener to feel like they're eavesdropping on one of these really interesting conversations that I have behind the chair. So that's the inspiration for the podcast. And that's why we're here. We did it. We did it. Here Finally. We Finally. So for this episode, Kelly, I decided to just come in hot with one of my, if not my most famous stories. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I have been teasing Kelly with this for literally months. And uh, I'm like, I don't want to tell you any details of the story because I want everybody listening to hear her authentic reactions to it. A lot of people who are going to be listening to this immediately have heard the story before, but it's so prolific that... It's, it's never not entertaining to hear. It's You've really built it up. <laughs> like, I am, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> all the emotions I could feel about this story I am right now. Those are all relevant emotions that you're going to experience on this ride that we're wow. going to take together. Wow. Yeah. So this story takes place in summer of 2019. Okay. I own a shop in Grand Park. It is a salon. And when I opened it, it was me and a girl that I had worked with at another shop. I opened this place and brought her over with me. What? Yes. We're going to call her Mavery for the sake of this story. With her consent, her nickname is Mavery for this. 
So Mary and I worked together here for about six years and we crushed it. Like we were, we just had a great dynamic. It was just she and I, we were slammed. We won Best Salon Inside the Perimeter for Atlanta Magazine after wow. being open for six months. The next year we won it again. Uh, and then I just stopped trying because I was like, oh, it's not even exciting anymore. Oh I got my it the first God. two times. So yeah, so like we had a great thing going. But then one day, Mavery decided that making six figures a year and working four days a week was unfulfilling. And she decided. Okay. <laughs> That's what I would have said. I would have said, okay. <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah, um, like. <laughs> yeah, she, she couldn't do it anymore, okay? So she decided she was going to move out of Atlanta, move back to New York, and pursue her passion for art therapy. That is so random. If you knew her, it, it is random because you're like, you do kind of have a good thing going here. But also, yeah. she is uh, into art and has a very generous, warm, big heart. She's like the nicest person you'll ever meet, Aww. like to a fault. So uh, you, were, you were supportive of this. You were like, yeah, for sure. If this is what you want, go do this. Not like, oh God, I'm losing this person no I mean my initial reaction was like damn that's gonna it's gonna impact me significantly yeah um but of course you want to see people in your life be happy yeah and you know pursue their dreams and things and if mm-hmm. if that means our time together comes to an end I'm thankful for the time that we shared and wish you all the best so that was my attitude about it and she also gave me six months notice so oh, I had a lot nice. of time to plan what would come next and how I was going to handle it. So all of that being said, we worked together for a long, long time. So we met at the very first shop that I ever worked at and then worked together here for a long time. So it's like, I know her. She's like the older sister I never had. Wow. So we had a very jokey relationship and I loved pranking her. I'm a prankster (laughs) just in general, but leading up to her departure, I had a series of pranks planned and the idea was to ratchet them up as we got closer and closer and closer and then with a big grand finale prank for her last day. So I had this like increasingly intense series of pranks planned for her. I didn't even know that you do pranks. I do pranks. But here's what's important for you to know about me. Do you have a prank lined up for me right now? I don't. I th- Are you lying? I'm I scared. <laughs> if I did have a prank lined up for you, I wouldn't tell you. That's what I'm saying. But I genuinely do not have a prank lined up for you. But I am going to tell you about, about those, these pranks. So just, you will, you will get pranked one day. I oh. will tell you that. At some point, you will get pranked. My God. But it's like my love language. So it's like, you should be flattered that, that I, you know, ruin your day. So am I offended <laughs> that I haven't gotten, pr- like, so many emotions right now. <laughs> Just, I, I got to keep you on your toes. You just never know. I, you yeah. Just never know. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Tell me. Okay. I need to know the pranks. There's two things that Mavery hates more than anything. The first is cockroaches and the second Same. is clowns. So I ordered 20 fake cockroaches, but oh. like very realistic looking ones from Amazon. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so I knew the first roach had to hit hard. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like two-ish weeks before her last day, okay? Things are coming to an end. And I'm like, all right, let's send this bitch off with a fair fucking well that she deserves. So we work right across the street from this little cafe called Ria's. And Ria's has this chicken salad croissant that is so fucking good. 
So that is Mavery's favorite lunch. And so I was like, Mavery, can I buy you lunch today? Like, I'm just craving that chicken salad croissant. I'd love to get one for you, you know? And she was like, oh my God, that would be so nice. Thank you. And I was like, my pleasure. So I go, I place a to-go order. I I feel like I know where this is going. You do. So I come back. She's with a client. And if you're listening and you're not familiar with the beauty industry, hairdressers don't take lunch breaks. We inhale 1,500 calories in like a three-minute window at 4.12 p.m. or whenever we're able to throughout the day. And then do we just live on laughs and coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Cute. (laughs) So cute. It's such a healthy, balanced industry. (laughs) We're all thriving. No, but anybody who knows, knows. It's like eating lunch at all is a big deal if you're a hairdresser. So let alone somebody being like, can I buy you? your favorite lunch heard heard so I go I get these lunches I walk back over she's up front with a client I take them to the back I open up her chicken salad croissant and in the middle I insert a juicy fake roach my god I close it up I package it back up I put hers on top and haven't even touched mine so it's immaculate so I'm waiting and waiting (laughs) and waiting for this bitch to get a break Finally, I'm back there shampooing one of my clients. And we have this whole shampoo ritual that we do. So it's quiet back there. You don't talk while you're getting shampooed because you're on cloud nine and we're massaging bitches, you know? So I'm back there and I'm elbows deep in a good head massage. And Mavery walks back to have a lunch in two seconds. So she quietly is undoing the, you know, plastic bag and quietly opens up the container. And she's eating this... Oh my God, she's a bit into it. Well, not yet. She takes, well, I put it in the middle because I wanted her to get a couple good bites in and be completely unsuspecting. I didn't want her to like see an antenna like sticking out and be like, Erica. So I, all I see from my view, I'm looking to my left and I see her from behind. So she's, I see her take a bite. I see her take another bite and I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. And then she fucking levitates backwards, (laughs) like 30 feet and like silently dies. Silently? And yes, because she doesn't want to fucking disturb my client getting shampooed. So she and I are quiet cackling together. And she realizes that it's it's fake and she realizes that it's a prank. Oh, and she's just like my mouthing God. to me like, I'm gonna kill you, you fucking bitch. Oh and I'm God. just like, I love you. And it was great. And so was like, her sandwich on the floor? Her sandwich was not on the floor, and she just <gasps> took it out and finished it. See, that's yeah. that's that's She's good. A that's a good ending. <laughs> I can't believe she didn't scream. Yeah, I know. She, I really thought you were gonna say that. I really thought you were gonna be like. And quite no. frankly, everybody in a two mile radius would have understood if she had. Yeah, um, that's a dick move that I did. But this is the thing about being a prankster: you have to know your victim. And <laughs> I fucking know her, and I knew she would get a oh serious laugh out of it. So once that prank was out of the way, with the nineteen other roaches I just hid them in her little scissor case like hid them under her cape and just oh like my every God. day she was at that point it was like not even funny she's like got it another roach you know but I'm just like until oh you're God. gone you're gonna find a roach every day I really understand the pain of cockroaches yeah I don't like them they're super gross yeah. nobody likes them but yeah I, I appreciate that some people super don't like them and may freeze one of those if you put a cockroach in my sandwich. <laughs> I will never. I also don't repeat pranks. So oh. once it's done, yeah, it's done. So okay. she got all my roaches. So I do the series of roach pranks. And we make it to the last three days of her employment with mm-hmm. us. And this is when the big pranks were coming. So her last day was on a Saturday. Thursday night beforehand... I wake up at like 3 a.m. and I have dozens of missed calls from Mavery. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
And so I call her back. I'm like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? And this is the story of the dildo bandito. One night, on this night, <laughs> Mavery was asleep. So something wakes her up. It's a little bit past midnight. She opens her eyes and her bedroom door is open and her lights are on. So that's oh noteworthy because she always sleeps with her door closed because one of her cats is an asshole in the middle of the night. And then she always sleeps with her lights off because she's an adult. So she's like, you know, that delirious, like half asleep, half awake, like confusion state. Yes. So she's like, why are my lights? Like, did the cat open the door? And then did, if that's the case, did the cat turn the lights on? Oh, and then I'd be scared. She hears something in the hallway. No. And she's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things like this isn't real. And then she hears something else in the hallway. No, and no. Then something else coming towards her. No, I'd go under the covers. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. A man. Shut the fuck up. Walks into her bedroom. Erica. He is wearing very dirty sneakers, dirty jeans, a long white t-shirt, and a rhinestone-encrusted baseball cap. And he said, give me all of your money. And Mavery screamed at the top of her lungs, naturally. And then the man got into bed with her. Shut the fuck up. He got into bed with her. She was terrified, of course. Is this real? This is 100% real. He, she was under the covers and he like sat on the bed, but like sat, got in oh. bed with her. The night before. Oh my God. This is so absolutely terrifying. Yes. It gets worse. The night before she had used a toy that was a big black dildo <laughs> and the dildo was sitting on her nightstand. Okay. So this man gets into bed with her or onto the bed with her and grabs her dildo. And her like it's a gun. And repeats his request for all of her money. And with the dildo? Yes. So she's actively getting held up with her own dildo. And wait. Uh, wait. <laughs> he didn't even come prepared. I don't know if he thought it was like a remote or like, I don't know. If he was like out of his mind, or I, I don't I know. I think that one. Yeah, I mean, I think very, he was out of his mind. It's highly possible. So she says, naturally, can I put on my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So she puts on her glasses and she's like, yep, still getting robbed with my own dildo. Cool, cool, cool. And she puts her hands up. Oh my now. God. So she was like, maybe it's a gun. I mean, I don't know what she thought. I, I think it all happened so quickly and crazily that she was just like, what, is this fucking real? Like, I can't even handle this, actually. Yeah, no, it's insane. So she says, I don't have any money in here. It, like, I have some cash in the living room. And he's like, okay. And so he, like, motions her out the door with a dildo, puts a hand on her elbow, and, like, moves her down the hallway. She was moving, you know, back to New York. So her house is in boxes. And this is so terrifying. It's crazy. She had a bunch of cash. So, like, her clients had been giving her cash as, like, well wishes. You know what I mean? So, she, like, grabs a handful of cash and gives it to him. And I What was she? Was she, like, in pajamas? Yes, of course she was in pajamas. Thank God. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about it. Cause, oh, like, or, like, naked? Yeah, because, oh. like, I sleep naked. <laughs> so, it's, like, I... That's horrifying. <laughs> really unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just had to clarify because I didn't think about it until right now. And I was like, wait, is she wearing clothes? She was in her little jammies. So at Thank least 
there was that. God. I know. Thank God. That's yes. horrifying. Yes. Completely horrifying. So he has, you know, now brought her into a secondary room. She gives him the cash. And just ironically, like two days before, I had forgotten the work phone at work. Mm. And so she had the idea. He was like, give me your phone and all of your electronics. Oh. And she was like, I forgot my phone at work. So she was like, that came in handy. And I just like lied and said, that's a time when lying I think is okay. Yeah. And so he was like, okay. And he said. But um, like her phone wasn't like on her nightstand. I guess not. Or maybe it was yeah. distractible. I have by so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know where the phone was. Yeah, um, maybe she like has it under her pillow or something. Some people do that. That's weird, really? Yeah. I know people <laughs> who do that. Why? I bet you some of our listeners do that. Oh my God. Please add us if you sleep with your pillow under <laughs> your phone. Dying to know. Not your pillow under oh. your phone, Erica. <laughs> The phone under the pillow. The phone under the pillow. My bad. Let me know if you do either, actually. <laughs> I have questions. So he takes her back to her room, and he's like, I'm going to leave. Like, stay here. And she's like, okay. And, like, he, like, throws the dildo in the room. And then he leaves. And so she, like, runs and locks the door and then takes out the phone that she does have. And Did she, she call 911? Yes, bitch, of course. Because she called you a million times. So I was well, like, yes, she, she better have called 911 first. By the time I got phone calls, like, police had been there and, like, yeah. So she calls 911 and reports what happened. And then she calls her dad, who also lived here at the time. So the first cop on the scene, naturally, is a smoking hot black guy. And she's like, what the fuck? This is so, so embarrassing. <laughs> this is, like... Out of control. Absolutely. So embarrassing. <laughs> yes. So she tells him the entire story, oh. but she leaves out the dildo part for obvious reasons. So then, you know, a couple minutes later, the, like, d- actual detective gets there, and he's this kind of, like, older southern white guy, and he's like, all right, ma'am, now just go ahead and walk me through these steps one more time. All right, all right. Now, is there anything else you can think of that he may have touched that we could swap for some prints and DNA? Fuck. Fuck! So at this point, her dad's here. So she's having a conversation with the hot black cop, the old country detective, and her dad. And so the detective's like, is there anything else you can think of that he has touched? And she's like, well, there's one other thing that I didn't mention because it's it's kind of embarrassing. And he's like, oh, I'm sure we've seen it all, ma'am. What is it? And she's like, well, there was, there was like a toy Oh, my God. And her dad's there. Yes! There's this toy that I had on my nightstand and he like grabbed it and he like he definitely there are fingerprints on it for sure. And he's like, all right, ma'am, well if you could go get that for us, we're gonna need to swap it for prints and DNA. Oh my god. And she's god. like, what the fuck? So she had like thrown it under her bed because she was just like, ah, like what do I do with this thing? So she like gets a sock, and, like grabs it, and like just putting it out there, like it's not like she can clean the thing off, right? So she's just this, like dirty dildo (laughs) and she saunters up to her dad and these two fucking cops and she's like here we go i'm mortified for her correct like literally the worst thing that could ever happen no wonder you got 800 phone calls (laughs) i know so then the cop is like all right ma'am so we don't have the kit with us that works on this type of material no we're gonna need to take it down to the station to to do our our test but we'll make sure to get it back to you real quick we know how you women are with these things Uh and so Mavery was like bitch I'm never gonna use this again like please don't ever return it like swipe it for prints swipe it for DNA and I can't even imagine what her dad said her dad was probably like her dad is like uh the cutest like I I could see him just like 
not blushing, but like, like his, whatever his version being of blushing. Like, being like silent and just yeah. backing away slowly. Uh, like, I'm just going to go a... awkwardly look at these pictures yeah, and like, act I like I didn't just see all of that. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Fucking nightmare. Oh my God. So the cops are there for a while and what they realized is the house that she had been renting was for sale. Yeah. And she was moving. And so what they thought was the guy saw the for sale oh. sign, thought the house was vacant and was like, can I, is there anything in here? Right. And so like soot on all of her windowsills outside was disturbed from him going around the house, trying to open windows. And he finally, her bathroom window was unlocked. And so he had come in through her bathroom window. If that window had been locked, the next window he would have tried was her bedroom window. And so he would have crawled in through her fucking unlocked bedroom window so it could have been a little worse but like not much but they thought the the assumption is that he went into her room and like flipped on the light and was like oh fuck like someone's here and then was like let me go and look through these boxes and then when he couldn't find anything was like let me wake her up so it wasn't violent all things considered but it was absolutely a home invasion right that is so scary i know i mean absolutely horrifying and like traumatic and like just insane and so, like three days before she moves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I think that actually might be like one of my biggest fears. I mean, quite frankly, it should be. Yeah. Um, what is scarier than that? Like I don't like from dead asleep too. It's like yeah. even worse. A quick turnaround. Like you have to like wake up mm-hmm. and process within like seconds. Seconds. And then he grabbed the dildo. Yeah. Of all things. Which, I don't know, I like, I don't know what I would do if a criminal grabbed a dildo next to me and pointed it at me. Yeah. Would you laugh? Like, part of me would be like... <laughs> I asked her when I called, when, when she called me back and we, like, had our conversation, I was like, in the moment. Yeah. What, did you reaction? know this was hilarious? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I did. But I also was equally concerned about my life. And so yeah. it was like this crazy dichotomy. He could do anything. He could do anything. Especially like, like a man. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. 100%. The rhinestones too, really, to me, just really <laughs> set it the fuck off. What? Like <laughs> what? Like what? I know. It just all adds to the story being like insane. So oh my God. naturally she takes the next day off of work, which was Friday. And oh, then the but day you had af- a prank plan. Nope. My prank oh. was planned for Saturday, which was her <gasps> okay. last day. Okay, good. This prank involved a big scare. And before I tell what this portion did of the story, you do, this poor I, girl. What I need to explain to everybody is that I know Mavery. And uh, this, if you don't know us and you don't know me, and you know, I could understand how this could sound in poor taste. But <laughs> I knew what I was doing and uh, why. So, like I mentioned, her two least favorite things are roaches and clowns. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God, Erica. (laughs) The crescendo prank was supposed to be having my friend Brian stand in the closet at work dressed as a clown. And that's where we keep our purses. And so then when she came, she always got to work a little after. So when she opened the closet to put her handbag in there for him to like jump out and scare her as a clown. Okay. So that was the prank. 
So then I'm like, fuck, she just had this really big scare. This is probably insensitive. But also, like, how funny to, like, give her something else to, like, reset that reset You could have you know? given her a heart attack. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, anything for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So I'm scared. <laughs> so it gets funnier um, uh, or weirder, I don't know, or more insensitive. I was like, but now the prank is missing something. Like, oh, my God. Obviously, oh. the clown needs to be holding a dildo. And so I got onto oh Amazon and got my like <laughs> God. a rush job a dildo. <laughs> so my friend Brian comes to work on Saturday morning. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to ask you to stand in this closet with a dildo in your hand. Oh, my God. For probably... This poor woman. 15-ish minutes, because you need to get in there early in case she gets here. You know what I mean? Like, And did you have to explain to him, like, oh, she got robbed the other night with a dildo? I did, yes. I'm and gonna, was he like, maybe this is insensitive? <laughs> no, he's like me. He was like, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I choose my friends wisely. Oh, my God. He has a great sense of humor, and he was fucking in. So he has this, like crazy loud colorful blazer and I got this like terrifying clown mask oh, and this dildo and I put him in the closet and I'm like okay just wait and so I'm cutting my first client and he's in on it and he knows Mavery like Mavery would cut his hair I used to take a month off did you summer. tell your client yeah fuck yeah okay yeah oh yeah uh, you're like this woman is going to scream bloody murder in a moment. yeah exactly and he okay. like he knew her well and so he was like I'm not going anywhere I'm listening to this okay so we're all just kind of like do 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 like stalling after his haircut like waiting for her to get there and she finally gets there and she's like oh my god like I can't believe this is the last time I'm gonna see you because again she's got a relationship with this client too and like he and I are just looking at each other like enough with the fucking chit chat like go put your purse down and so finally I was like Mavery like why don't you like settle in like stay a while yeah and she's like okay okay and Brian had asked when it was prank he was like she's not gonna like hit me right and I was like no she didn't even hit the real intruder like you'll be fine oh my god she walks to the back and my client and I are just like have our heads like creeped around the corner watching (laughs) and uh, she opens the closet and my friend Brian has like the lowest voice and all he said with dildo pointed at her was hello. And she freaked out and she starts beating him with her giant, ludicrously capacious bag. And he's just like, ah, it's it's Brian, it's Brian, it's Brian. And he like takes off the mask and she's like dying, like hysterical laughter. We're all like on the floor cackling. And she was like, you fucking bitch. That's what I would say too. But she was like, you fucking bitch. She was like, I fucking love you. She was like, that was the best way to like undo the, not undo, but like it was a really, really, really Make humor out of it. Yes. And I fucking knew, like that is where I come in handy as a friend. Bitch, I will make you laugh. And so I did that for her. Now, here is a really interesting plot twist for all of this. A couple months later, I found out my friend Brian is gay. And so I asked him to stand in the closet with a dildo in oh his Oh my hand God. Jump out of it. And, and he wasn't out yet when you did that? No. And oh. <laughs> he didn't think like, maybe this is the time to tell. Well, so he, it went right over my head, but I was just like, you know, I'm going to make you stand in the closet with a fucking dick in your hand. And he was like, wouldn't be the first time. And I didn't even like, I don't know. I was just like, so focused on the prank. It went oh right over my God. Head. That is, that's really funny. I know. So he like, kind oh of God. like 
he kind of did, and then I just didn't notice. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I made you stand in a closet with a dildo in your hand. And he was like, no, I know. Like, I was very comfortable. And I was like, God damn, I'm so sorry. Thank you for trusting me and feeling safe to let me in on this very important detail of your life. My God. So, yeah. So, and then she, (laughs) she had two friends who also used their creativity to help address her trauma. And they wrote a song for her. And the song is called The Dildo Bandito. (laughs) And that is where the name of this podcast, I hope they'll let me use it. I don't think it's like copywritten. So yeah, so all of her friends had different ways of helping her cope. But I know for a fact, I know for a fact, I know for a fact that she has several friends who think to this day that I'm a fucking terrible person. I like... I will say, as you were telling this story, I was like, this is fucked. (laughs) Like, I'd be so mad. But, like, you knew her. And you knew that, like, her trauma was going to be dealt with somehow through this. Like, you And you even said, you were like, I've known her 15 years. Like, Mm -hmm. see each other every day. Like, that's a, like, you, you have to know somebody then. Yes. And so, like, if you still felt like that was a good idea... And then clearly it was. Like, you were right. Totally. But, like, it's fun. from an outside perspective. It's, like, <laughs> as you're telling the story, it's, like, oh, my God. Like, that was so traumatic. I know. And then you, like, <laughs> literally just redid the trauma, but worse with a clown. With a I mean, clown. not worse because a home invasion is definitely worse than, a, than just a clown prank. But, clown. but yeah. you, like, you, like, upped it a little bit with the clown. Yeah. And then she's still like, that's, it's really cute. I think that's a really (laughs) cute ending to the story. Thank you. I was actually on the phone with her yesterday to like refresh myself on the details. But I'm like, you like, you're cool with it, right? And she was like, oh my God, it's like literally hilarious. I still laughing about it. She was like, you're totally fine. Like, you know me and you know my sense of humor. She's like, it was for sure fucked up, but so is like our relationship and sense of humor. She's like, it was perfect. Like, don't feel bad. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, thanks girl. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, I think you did the right thing. I knew I, which I can't believe I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, no, I can't. I'm like, wow. I knew my audience. I knew my audience. The wrong person I would fucking never do that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, yeah. And it, like the whole part of being a prankster is like, I get into it too, you know? So yeah. like, if you're not going to enjoy it, I'm not going to enjoy it. And, and so you why did waste say, know your victim. Know your victim. So, I mean, 100%. you clearly do. Yeah. I knew her. I still know her. She's thriving just for anybody looking for an update. She's not quite back to that six-figure income yet, but one day she'll be done with school and she's she's doing really well. Did did the guy go to jail? The man was never caught. Fuck. So shout out ATL. And I'm going to yeah. make sure all of my windows have locks tonight. Well, yeah, if you're listening, lock your windows, turn on your alarm and just know that like this shit does happen. Yeah. Well, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening, truly. It's like, this has been a long time coming, and we hope you laughed. We hope you are maybe (laughs) a little horrified. Yeah. We hope you lock your fucking doors. I will be. And we hope you listen to our next episode, which will be available immediately, because we're dropping three episodes off the jump, so you can get a feel for Clover Club. Yay! Yay. I've got one one more request, if you're listening to this. In addition to my thanks, I've already discussed how much I don't like marketing, so if If you enjoyed this, please feel free to share it. You know, write us a review, post us on your social social medias, tell your friends. All of that would help so, so, so much. And if you've got a crazy story or you'd like to be on the podcast, hit us up. We're on Instagram at Clover Club Pod. And we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Just send us a DM. Yeah. A direct message. Slide on into those DMs. Yeah. It'll be great. 
Oh, and I almost forgot, Clover Club listeners get 10% off at hawkinsandclover.com every time they shop. All you have to do is use code CLOVERCLUB, all caps, and enjoy. Well, let's say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yay. (sighs) Ah.